Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you today? How's your fall going? If you're a football lover like I am, it's so good to see uh, the boys playing, the college boys playing, and and, and the pros are, are going as well. And, and we're all just doing the best we can considering the, the circumstances. Today, I have a guest on the podcast that I've had for some time, and I'm going to let her introduce herself in just a minute. And I reached out to her because I wanted to have a conversation about as a life coach and a coach, I wanted us to have a conversation that you could sort of eavesdrop in on about what I'm hearing clients saying, what's kind of mind dramas going on about their job search, especially in 2020 and, and the challenges that are uh, sometimes present in other years and sometimes very unique to this year with everything that's going on. As a reminder, I want to be your career coach. There is a link in the show notes to my calendar. If you're ready to schedule a consult with me and find out about what it would be like to work one-on-one with me, you can do that. And um, as well, always follow me on the socials. So LinkedIn, Instagram, Lisa at Lisa.Edwards and uh, on Facebook at Exclusive Career Coaching. And I've got unique content on all of those uh, platforms for you to get even more great stuff from me. So today, again, I want to introduce a, a guest that I've had on, I don't know, four other times before, probably. She's a good friend of mine. She lives here in Tallahassee, and we've known each other for five years, and uh, her name is Jane Springer. Jane, how are you today? I'm doing great, Lisa. Thanks so much for having me back on. Always fun, and, and the the story is that in the past, uh, Jane has come to my house and gone into my closet, and we've podcasted together, and as I've shared on the podcast before I've taken a closet over for the express purpose of podcasting and it is not big enough uh, it, you know I can't turn around in this closet it's so tiny and um, so I had to let her know that we were going to have to do this virtually besides the COVID thing there was also the space and limitation. No social distancing. <laughs> there's social distancing and then there's the fact that there is literally no room for another human being or animal in this closet but me. <laughs> So why don't you tell the listeners about you, Jane? Okay, be happy to. Um, I am Jane Springer, and I'm a life and wellness coach. Primarily, I coach midlife women who are stuck, basically who are getting in their own way of moving forward, uh, no matter if they want to improve their health, lose weight, if they want to improve their relationships, um, who are just feeling stuck, and I help them to move forward and get unstuck. That is primarily what I do, and we do a lot of work around the thoughts that people have, and that's what we're going to be talking about today, so I'm looking forward to it. Or as we called it in the in the title, mind drama, right? Mind drama, definitely. Well, when, when Jane and I talked about putting this podcast together, we came up with five sort of types of mind drama that I'm hearing from clients, and I went so far as to kind of jot down a couple of thoughts that I'm hearing, spoken sentences, of course, but coming from thoughts that my clients are having about themselves, the job market, et cetera. And so we're going to kind of dig in and we're just going to have a conversation that, again, I kind of think you guys are just overhearing, (laughs) you're just eavesdropping on a couple of coaches talking today. 
So the first one was about the job market. So I'm hearing so many things like there are no jobs out there. No one will hire me. No one's hiring. There's so much competition for every position, all of that kind of stuff. And of course, those thoughts are not going to serve anyone, are they, Jane? Uh, not at all. In fact, what they do is they stall you out. You just give up before you even try. And the first thing I do is ask someone, is that really true? And if you do the research, there are jobs out there. There are people hiring. There may be competition, but there definitely is the possibility for getting a job. Yeah, I'm having clients every week, if not more often than once a week, tell me about great jobs that they've gotten and that there is a lot of you know, action out there with, with companies hiring a lot of activity. And if, yes, I agree, there is competition, but we get to decide what that means, don't we? Exactly. Like what we talked about, mind drama. I mean, you can, you know, shuffle it around in your brain to whether, you know, where you can stall yourself out or you can move it around in your brain to say, well, there, there, you know, there are opportunities out there. If you check anything in the, in the media, you know that there are jobs and, and people are hiring. Yeah, and so there's a lot of competition out there. So are you making that mean that, you know, there's a lot of competition and I don't have a chance? Or are you making it mean there's a lot of competition, so I'm going to step up my game to get noticed in this crowded marketplace? Exactly. You know what your strengths are. You know, there's nobody like you with your experience, your personality, um, your education, you know, your qualifications. There's nobody like you. So you are competing with other people, but you are unique. And um, it's a good idea to remember that. So we're talking about all these kinds of mind drama. And I want to kind of hit this right up at the top is, so we're, we're looking at what these sort of mind thought errors are or thoughts that don't serve you. How can they shift? So if they're thinking these things about the job market, how can they shift their thoughts? What is a practice that they can engage in so that they can get on a path that will serve them better? The first thing to do is to recognize that's the thought that's going on in your brain. That, that's the mind drama that's going on. That's the little voice in your head that's saying, there, nobody's hiring. Why should I even attempt to do it? The, just awareness of the thought. And then when you think that thought, how do you feel? How does that make you feel? What do you do? What kind of reaction do you have when you have that thought? And generally, I mean, I've discovered with clients is that, of course, they feel discouraged, feel, you know, like they're not qualified, they feel less than. And then the action that they're going to take is generally inaction. You know, you can have action where you're actually doing something positive or negative, um, or you just don't do anything. And of course, then you don't put yourself out there. And then the result is, of course, you're not going to get a job. So the first, you know, the first um, step is awareness. And really separating out the circumstance from your thoughts about them. I know that when you and I had lunch the other day, I had some pretty negative mind drama going on myself. And, and you called me out on a couple of me like, well, that's a thought, <laughs> as yeah. if to say, 
not a great one, but that's a thought. And so recognizing that the circumstance may be, you know, X number of million people are out of work or, you know, I, I lost my job on X date or um, I've been looking for work since or I'm looking for a job in. Those are all circumstances. And the rest of that nonsense is all mind drama. It's just your opinion about the job market, yourself, whatever it is, and probably not serving you. Right. And I mean, the circumstance is actually something that's a fact. In quotes, I'm saying this can be proved in a court of law. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a fact. And, you know, there's really no arguing with it. Now, just as you said, that's when your thoughts start to go wild about it. You know, like um, that's when the mind drama starts. So you, the first step is to kind of recognize, maybe separate out the fact, the circumstance from your thought. Then the second step is to recognize that this thought is maybe not one that you want to be having, but doing it from a place of curiosity and not condemnation, not beating yourself up for thinking the thought that you're thinking. Yeah. And I mean, from compassion. I often, when I talk to clients and they're having really negative self-talk, I, I will ask them, what would you do if a friend of yours said that to you? <laughs> Inevitably, it's something along the lines, well, they wouldn't be my friend for much longer, you know, or, or conversely, would you ever say that to a friend of yours? And they, of course, always say no, but yet we tend to want to say things and treat ourselves in a way that we would never treat another human being. Yeah, that's so true. So we, we recognize this thought and then can we make like huge shifts in our, in our thoughts kind of overnight? Well, no, I mean, the best thing to do is to take baby steps. Like if we're looking at the thought, uh, there are no jobs out there. You could just take the small baby step of saying to yourself, there, there are some jobs out there, you know, acknowledging that there are some jobs out there. And then that can shift how you feel and what action you take and what your result is. Like, um, you know, when you use terms like no and no ones, you know, those kinds of things, you know, you can shift those just a little bit, jockey it around a little bit so that um, you don't have to go to, um, there are tons of jobs out there. If that's not quite something you can believe yet, um, but just, you know, take baby steps and small shifts. Absolutely. And you could even, for this one in particular, you can go onto a site like Indeed or LinkedIn, find yourself a handful of jobs that you really are interested in and feel very qualified for. And now you have actual evidence that there are, not only there are there jobs out there, but there are jobs that you're really interested in. I've had a few clients that really that made a shift for them. They were really questioning a lot of things until they started identifying jobs online that they actually were really excited about. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I think holds people back is that um, the quality of your thoughts sometimes has to do with the people you hang out with and the people mm -hmm. that you're talking to, because, you know, you're friends with somebody who is also looking for a job or you're even speaking to your parent or someone else who said, I read today that there are no jobs out there. Um, that's just compounding the problem. So, you know, if you happen to be speaking with, um, hanging out with people that have that same sort of uh, negative outlook, that's not going to help you. You actually need someone who can encourage you and, you know, sort of help you to, it does help a lot to push you 
in the direction of uh, not so much negativity and some some facts about what really is true. And you guys have heard me say it so many times, but it's so important, I think, especially in this job market to invest in a career coach, invest in you know, a life coach, depending on what exactly you need. I've done a podcast before kind of delineating the role of a life coach versus the role mm -hmm. of a career coach. And what does that blended model look like somewhere in the middle, like what I do, but having somebody also alternatively less expensive models, like a job group that you can find in your local community, or it might be uh, field specific, like it might be one for advertising, people in advertising or something like that but a job group and just make sure that it's a positive one that's moving forward. They're helping each other. It's not just a gripe session mm -hmm. and other kinds of things like that, that may be lower cost or even free alternatives to a one-to-one -one coach. Exactly. What you, what you need is um, a new point of view, you know, talking with someone else group or whatever can help you move forward instead of staying in this spin and this mind drama. Yeah, and you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. And so if, you're, if what you're doing isn't getting you the results you want, then it's time to have some kind of a shift so that you can get different results. Exactly. Okay, the second category that I hear people with mind drama about is their qualifications and credentials. I remember recently I spoke to a gentleman who had been vice president, I think it was, of his company, and he had never gotten a bachelor's degree. He had, you know, come up through this, they call it the school of hard knocks. And he, even with his level of experience, was concerned about his ability to get his next job without a bachelor's degree. And so this whole, like, I don't have the proper education, I'm underqualified, I'm overqualified, I don't have, like, I, I've had a few clients who feel like the fact that they don't have the project management professional, the PMP certification, if they're in the project management space, like they have to have it, which is, by the way, not true. But they're, they're making up stories. And I think sometimes, and I wanna hear your take on this, Jane, I think sometimes those stories are convenient ways to avoid getting out there. They're telling themselves this so they can stay in their safe place of misery and unhappiness and a terrible job or no job. Correct. And I mean, for any of these mind dramas, uh, thoughts that we're going to be talking about, pretty much they all are an opportunity to stall out to what we call buffer so that you don't really have to go out there and try. Um, it's a way of, you know, kind of disqualifying yourself before somebody else can disqualify you. It keeps you in a safe, but an unemployed space. And I, I have a, a friend who, you know, was, was let go. The, the company had a lot of, you know, cutbacks and she um, has applied for a bunch of jobs but a couple of times, several times, she has said to me, I think I'm just overqualified for the position. And, you know, while that may somewhat be true, I think it's also an opportunity to, to not step out there, you know, and to um, not try. Or, you know, it's just an opportunity to, I'm not sure what the right term is, but but what we call it as buffering is just to keep yourself out of the mix. Kind of, I always think of it as kind of pulling your the sheets over your head, you know, hiding. And, yeah. and one of the things about this one, I think, is that 
clients will often get out in the job market. They'll start applying. They don't get the response that they want. And they start making up the story Mm -hmm. that it's because they don't have a certain education level or a credential. When in fact, as I drill down with them, I find that they have no, you know, empirical evidence that that is the case. It's a story they've made up. And of course, it's a story that doesn't serve them. Might it be true in some cases? Absolutely. But what's the point in believing that about yourself? It doesn't serve you. No, and it takes you out of the game. I mean, um, you can continue to think that and then you don't put yourself out there to look for anything else. Absolutely. And, And so one of the things I think that you can do with this one is to research. So if we're talking about an education or a credential, go out, and this is an activity I frequently do with my clients on for a lot of different reasons. But for this purpose, you go out and you find a half a dozen job descriptions that you're very interested in, very much in line with what you will be looking for. Are they asking for that education level? Are they requiring that credential. Look at how it's two things. Look at how it's worded in the job description. Is it a preferred or required requirement? And where is it placed within those lists? Because you think of this as it's kind of a wish list that the that the employer has put together. And they're going to put their things that that are absolute essentials. They're going to put them in very strongly worded language and they're going to put them at the top of that list. And then if you don't have the preferred thing, then you've got a little bit more wiggle room to to deal with it. But really look at it and see, you know, this reminds me of back in the day when um, (laughs) when I really wanted to be a podcaster, but I had this rain man opinion that podcasting costs five thousand dollars. I'm very rain man that way. And I I was listening to a podcast from uh, from my coach one day and it was I don't even remember what the title was, but it was like it opened my eyes to, hey, what if I actually found out the facts? (laughs) And so I did come to find out those of you that don't podcast, it does not cost $5,000 to podcast. I don't think I've spent $5,000 in three years on my podcast. Um, So it didn't cost anywhere near that. And uh, once I had the facts, I was onto myself and I moved forward with great speed. You know, I think that sometimes employers, you know, that they will put out there as a wish list, but if you've got maybe just below the qualifications that they have on there, but you've got a ton of experience, it doesn't hurt to try. It doesn't help to, it doesn't hurt to put yourself out there. And I think that people stop themselves too soon in the process. I mean, it certainly can't hurt. I know you know, getting turned down for a position is, you know, not exactly uplifting, but you will never know if you don't try, if you don't, if you just assume that you don't have the qualifications, then you'll never know. So, I mean, why not try? And two of two things I'll say about that real quick, and they've all been covered in previous podcasts, but number one is making sure that you customize your resume and your cover letter to cover that, right? Address that perceived gap, get it out there, bring it out in the open and talk about what maybe equivalent thing you have, such as more experience than the average bear. And then the other thing is that that um, plus one approach where you are going out and getting someone in your network to advocate for you on behalf of, of that job, Spe- reaching out to the decision maker, someone you know at the company who can hear that you 
you know, are a really great candidate. And then oftentimes that will compensate for anything, you know, perceived lack that you have. So be, Definitely. Know, be willing. Advice. Yeah, be willing to be brave. Got a lot of clients right now that are saying, should I do this? Should I do that? Whatever it is. And my response is exactly the same. I feel like I should just have a button and push it. And it's what have you got to lose? Exactly. They may, you know, um, turn you down, but you won't know unless you try. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Another one that I'm hearing, and this is interesting because typically this kind of mind drama about who you are as a human being, like your core belief in yourself has been off pretty much exclusively the domain of my female clients. And yet I am now because of the job market and how everything that's happened in 2020, I'm now hearing it creep into the mind drama of my male clients as well. And that's this, this kind of you know, I'm too, I did actually did a, I think I did a podcast on this. I know I've, I've written about it in social media, but it's, I think that the topic was how is two TOO showing up in your life. And it's this concept that I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too, I'm too, you know, whatever that would not be favorable for the kind of job that you want. And then there's like, I'm not confident. Right. So I've got people who have mind drama about, I'm not confident about interviewing. I'm not confident about my job. I'm not confident about networking or I'm just not good enough, right? I'm not good enough to compete in today's market. So it's this real core lack of belief in themselves. Yes, and many times these are beliefs that are very deep seated from when you were young. Like mm -hmm. if you had a parent that said, well, I, I have a, a student in one of my um, Sunday school classes um, and she's kind of on the shy side, but her mother, every time she brings her to class, and especially the first time she said, this is so-and-so, she's my very shy one. She may not say anything. And like, this is in front of everybody else. And every time she says that, um, the young girl's core belief, that's a, that's a neural pathway in her brain that she begins to believe. At some point in her life, she's called upon to, when she's later in school and she's called upon to do a presentation in front of a class, she's going to say, oh, I'm the shy one. I can't do that. You know, I'm not confident enough. So it, it's often something that is deep-seated underlying belief that has to do with who you are as a person. What do you do about that? So we've, we've obviously got the therapy option and I've talked about that on this podcast before that my, my view of therapy is it's when you are operating at a subpar level for yourself, your personal opinion of, you know, how you run your life, how you function as a human, you are below par and you want to come up to par. Whereas coaching is great. If you are at par, you're functioning, you want to take it to the next level. So it sounds like with this one in particular, there may be some therapy implications. Perhaps, but I think that there's, um, in coaching, you can, you know, we, we sometimes, you know, take a slight step back because, you know, if early on you thought, you know, I, I, there must be something wrong with me or, I would have made cheerleading or something like that. You know, you can quickly go to, as an older person, well, I must, they must not have chosen me for a job because there's something wrong with the way I've, you know, performed in the past or something like that. It could easily, you know, slip over into that. But 
in coaching, you know, we focus on making small shifts in your thinking. You can always make new neural pathways in your brain. Your brain is very malleable and come up with new thoughts and beliefs in your whole lifetime until you die. In the case of I'm not confident, you know, you might be able to take a slight shift in that thinking, you know, when a, with a coach would say, well, is there anywhere in your life where you act, you know, you might have some confidence? Oh, well, let me think about that. Oh, yeah. And there was this time and there was this time that I actually did this. You can dig away at those false beliefs that, you know, they just really are not true. And that's why I often ask first when I hear what their thought is, I'm not confident enough, I'm not good enough. Is that really true? You know, we start to investigate where, in what areas have you been confident? And like in the case of the I'm too old or I'm too young, boy, you can really um, come up with some things on that um, to shift because you may be older than all the other applicants, but you've also got a lot more experience. You know, you could say, you know, I am 60 and instead of but, and I have 40 years of experience in administration. Instead of the I'm too, I'm too old, there's too many, you know, young people who are applying for the jobs. There are ways that you can take steps and shift your thinking, even if it's just a little ways. And to be clear with all of these, there is truth in them, right? So, you know, when we think about um, I'm, I'm too old, the fact of the matter is for some employers, they will see you as too old. The mind shift around that that I encourage my clients to make is if they don't want you because they think you're a, a dinosaur, you don't want to work there either. That's not a fit. And I also point out with that client. So if we're using the example of age, I point out, I have clients who aren't a good fit because they're too young. They're too, they're too educated. They're too uneducated. They, they have some sort of, of, a, of a disability that it doesn't suit them for the job. It doesn't kind of allow them to physically perform the job or mentally perform the job. There's always going to be some of that going on. So it's, it's focusing on the, the companies that, that see you as just the right age. They see you as having just the right experience and they do exist. Oh, they, yeah, they definitely do. And, you know, and once you talk to them and once you have written or however you present yourself, your experience, even if you're young, I mean, if you had experience in high school organizing, you know, an event, or if you were in college and you volunteered here and there, the age factor might not be as big a factor as what you think is. I also want to point out how insidious this one is when it comes to how you show up. So let's say you make it to the interview phase and you're thinking, I'm too old. I'm really, I'm really old. I don't, maybe I don't see people my age at this company or in general, I've been older than the people that I've you know, interviewed with. You show up in a certain way. It may cause you to actually kind of show up old. You may show up, certainly the non-confident one. In fact, I did a post recently mm -hmm. on kind of this crazy notion that we have that we're going to have all this self-drama, you know, I'm not confident, I don't know what I'm doing, I may not be good enough for the job, all that mind drama. And then we walk into the interview and, and we're confused as to why the employer didn't select us. 
it's pretty obvious they picked up on it whether they were over like uh, actually aware of your lack of confidence or whether they just smelled it they smelled something that didn't smell right they weren't quite sure what they were smelling but it was like repellent it was like hiring repellent well it's the energy that you bring yes. to the the interview your application i mean it's everything you know if you come into it with the expectation that you're going to be judged as too old or too young sometimes i mean people who consider themselves overweight or they're just you know feeling you know not that great about themselves that may not even be a factor to the to the employer but if you bring that energy of not good enough, um, don't look right, and that, you know, I don't have much confidence because I'm presenting myself this way, that comes across, you know, whether you say it or not, it's the energy that you bring to the situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So another area that I hear a lot of buying drama around, and, and fortunately, when they're coming to me, they're usually ready to deal with this version of the mind drama, which is kind of around their job search skills, their job search strategy. So they're saying things like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to interview. I don't know how to plan a job search. I don't know how to network. I'm not good at all of those things. I'm not a good interviewer. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm too shy to network. So they're having all of those kinds of thoughts. And I think there's, there's maybe, we can put these people into maybe three categories, at least. I'd like to hear what you have to say about that. So there's the people who recognize these thoughts about themselves or maybe they don't recognize them but they don't do anything about it they allow that those negative thoughts about their skill set mm -hmm. relative to the job search to keep them out of the job search then there's the people at the other end of the spectrum who recognize this or suspect it i had a client recently she's like and we we drilled down and it was not clear evidence that she didn't know how to network but she was concerned i'm, I'm sorry about interviewing she was concerned that her interview skills weren't up to par. So she hired me. We're starting week after next to get working on her interviewing, networking, job search skill set. And, and then there's maybe the people in the middle. They're, they're aware enough that they have these issues that they reach out to somebody like me, but then they don't take that next step. They decide that they aren't, it's, it's too much money. They're not, they're not worth spending this money on. They won't, it won't make a difference if they spend this money. So what do you think about those? I recognize all three of them um, and the clients that I've talked to. And it, it could even be, you know, in terms of the, some of the clients I work with are ones who are want to attract a partner, let's say, and they, you know, they, they're of the three, same three categories. They say, you know, I'm too shy to get out there or they know that they need to do something about it, but they don't do anything about it at all. I mean, there's, um, it's the same type of situation. Mm -hmm. And that is when having someone um, like you or me to help them, you know, move past that, because, you know, that obviously the best choice, if you have those beliefs going on is to do something about it, you know, to practice, you know, networking does take some practice and you have to put yourself out there. So practicing with somebody else, you know, could really help you if you don't do anything, then that same thought is just going to keep you stuck. I mean, and that's, you know, some of the things I work with and you do is, um, you know, they want a job, but they don't really want to do the work. 
mm -hmm. um, that is necessary in order to move forward. Exactly, exactly. So this one is, this is such a, a resolvable version of mind drama when you hire someone like, like us to walk you through that. And what I see with my clients, particularly around the interviewing piece is after we finish the second interview coaching session, their confidence goes through the roof because they're getting, they're improving and they, they are seeing that because we record it, but also they're getting that feedback from me about what they're doing well and how, you know, how, how well they're, they're answering questions and, and, and the ones that they're not doing so well with, we come up with a strategy and they have homework to do to improve those. So their confidence goes through the roof so they can go into that interview. And the way I, the analogy I use is it's like, I, my, my, my interview approach is I'm going to, it's like putting that donut on the bat when you're in the on deck circle and you have to swing it around. It's really heavy. And then you get up to bat and you can swing super fast because you don't have that donut on there anymore. People often tell me the actual interview is not nearly as hard as what I put them through. And that's very intentional. So you just, mm -hmm. there's this confidence that comes with knowing whatever you throw at me interviewer, I've got this because I've had this practice, these practice sessions. The one thing you can count on is that if you don't do anything to change the thought or, you know, change the situation, you certainly are not going to get the job because you've got this belief going on it that same what we just talked about the energy you know lack of confidence will will show through and and what will happen is the inevitable you know rejections will happen you'll have an interview but you won't get the job and it'll happen many times my my um, um, ratio is usually it takes about 10 interviews to get one job offer so if you're believing that you're not a good interviewer and you have these inevitable rejections that everybody has, your narrative is it's because I'm not a good interviewer. And then that's just going to, if we graph out your, your, your interviewing skills, it's just going straight downhill. Right. And I mean, you're keeping yourself small in that situation, caught up in, like we said, in the mind drama, keeping you from what you really want in the way of a job. So the last one we've got is, is around your focus. So I've got a fair number of people that are just questioning whether they should chuck it all, chuck everything they've done so far and go in a completely different direction. And almost always, not, not with, not completely, but, but 90% of the time when I'm talking to these clients, there really is no energy around the change, the change. So whatever it is they've been doing is where the energy is. The only thing that's kind of surrounding the change is it's that fear, right? So I'm not seeing jobs in whatever it was I've been doing for 20 years. So let me go over here and do this thing that I have, you know, very little of any experience in or in an industry that I have very little experience in. And the, the way that I coach clients around that is I just want you to think about, you know, if you're having trouble competing in the job market where you have experience and the function, the job function in the industry, how much harder is that going to be when you are lacking one or both job function or, or industry experience? And where are you going to, you know, come out in the pile when you do that? So we really want to look at what that, what the motivating factor is, what the thought is. And it's almost always one of scarcity around their current job you know trajectory like there's just no jobs there so let me go over here it'll be it's better over there than it is here exactly and if they are in the state of con confusion 
I don't know what I want to do next. I mean, confusion, you know, it, it's, it's a feeling that doesn't serve you, definitely. And it keeps you spinning in the same spot. And, you know, it can just breed more lack of confidence. And it does not, as we've said, move you forward. But if you're, you don't have to put yourself out there. If you're saying, I'm confused, I don't know what to do next, that fear, you know, activates and you're, you know, giving yourself talk about, um, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what I want to do. And then that keeps you safe, not in a good way, but it keeps you a safe from being, you know, um, maybe turned down for a position but it definitely keeps you stuck. Yeah, so this is another good one to talk to a coach about, uh, you know, both in terms of, let's look at what's going on in your brain. Cause I, I had a client just yesterday that I did a session with and it took all of about 10 minutes for him to get clarity because he was, he'd been a consultant for 10 years and he was thinking about returning into, you know, employment with another company. And when we looked at that, just very quickly in a consult, it was very obvious to him that he wanted to continue to be a, con a consultant. He just hadn't been spending time on his network and building a, you know, a, a, a pipeline for his business. And so he was afraid that that consultancy, it was, you know, that his, his current assignments would dry up and he wouldn't have any new ones. He had no energy whatsoever around going to work for a company after 10 years as his own boss. And so sometimes it's that very quick, like just revealing your own brain to yourself. And then other times there may be a situation where you want to go a little bit deeper with a coach to look at maybe there is some other career that really has been bubbling up for some time in your soul. And you really want to look at that and see, is this something I want to pursue now? Is it something I, you know, want to put by the wayside? I'm, I'm, it's no longer practical or no longer, it's just not what I want. Mm -hmm. So you may have to do a little bit deeper work in that situation. I have found it's so true, Lisa, <laughs> is that there may have been a little flicker in their brain that gives them a little bit of excitement when they think about doing a particular job or, you know, pursuing a particular thing and they shove it down. You know, they, they say, well, you know, that, that probably wouldn't work or that's too much work or, you know, they stay in that fear state. But, you know, when you dig a little bit deeper with a coach, you discover that that is what really lights them up if that and field that they really want to work in then you can you know talk over what would it involve for you to um, you know shift over to that and you know it may not involve a lot of work but again that'll affect the energy that you put into job pursuit or your life pursuit is sometimes getting and digging a little deeper about what does light you up and what does excite you. Because when you bring that kind of energy into, you know, what's next steps in your life, it can change everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Really getting clear on what's in your, what's in your spirit. And this is an example of where I talk to clients about burning bridges. And in fact, the conversation that I had with the, with the client yesterday was, was that, you know, who was deciding, should I go back and get a job or be, continue to be a, cons a consultant? I, the reason I say burning bridges is I want you to make a decision between those two things. And then I want you to have your own back about that decision. And I want you to 
burn the bridge of the other option because what I see when clients keep those options open. So I'm going to stay in my current, you know, career field, or I'm going to go over here and become a whatever you you're divided. Your mind is divided. Your spirit is divided. And what will inevitably happen is you go down one road, whichever, you know, one you start off on and something happens, you know? So if we're talking about staying in your current field, you're out there, you're looking for a job in your current career field and you get a rejection. You're like, Oh, then I must not be supposed to do that. I'm going to go over here and pursue this new field. And then that's going to get hard at some point. Then you're going to stop that, go back over and start trying to apply for jobs again. And it's very divisive. It's very, um, I think it's very difficult on your stress level and on your, just your integrity with yourself. Definitely. It is an integrity with yourself thing. And, you know, I have found this in my uh, weight loss coaching is that some of my clients, you know, have tried different programs. Of course, they've tried a dozen different programs that didn't resonate. And when we dig a little deeper, this is just an example. It's, you know, that what was it about that? You know, what was it about that program that didn't work for you? We, we talk about that. And then, well, then I say, you know, what, what would work for you? What would make it more exciting to you? What would um, help you stay committed? And it may turn out that um, there's a particular kind of exercise or they want to bring their faith into it and that would motivate them. It's a matter of doing a little excavating and that can, you know, really turn things around. Yeah. And that's such a good point because sometimes I have clients who don't know whether they're in the wrong career field or just the wrong job. And so looking at that and kind of what am I, what am I longing for? Maybe it's just found in another company doing the exact same thing. And, and we, I think we both have tools to help people decide whether it's a career issue or just a job issue. Exactly. Agreed. So we've got these five mind dramas and I want to kind of recap as far as, you know, a tool for each of them. So the first one was the job market and your thoughts about the job market. And I think one of the best tools to help you shift your mind around that is to do some research, look at the reality of it and look at there, find some jobs that you really like out there, find some companies that are hiring, perhaps talk to some of your friends or former colleagues that have gotten jobs, get in with a, you know, a job group, if you can, anything that you can do to kind of prove to yourself that there are actual jobs out there and there are opportunities. The second one was your qualifications and credentials. So again, going back to job descriptions that you're really interested in and do they in fact require this degree or this certification or credential that I don't have, or is that just all in my head? If it is very clear that I'm seeing universally, I need to have this thing I don't have, then create a plan to get it. You can get a lot of companies to hire you just because you are pursuing. So if we go back to the PMP designation, the project management professional, a lot of them will just be happy with the fact that you have started the process and not, you know, they don't expect you to have completed it yet. The third one was you as a human being. And this is where you really want to work with a coach to look at what is it that you're telling yourself about yourself 
that is holding you back. And what I will promise you is this thing that is holding you back for your job search is holding you back in other ways as well. No matter what that thought is, it's showing up in your relationships. It's showing up in your, with your family, it's showing up in your leisure time, and it may even be showing up in how you sleep and, and how you take Yeah, care. your health. Definitely. Yes, your health. Absolutely. And the fourth one was your job search skills and strategies. And this one is so important to get with a coach, get with a some kind of help at whatever price point you can afford. So whether it's free resources, things like this podcast or the free webinars that I do every Thursday or a job group where there may be some expense, maybe not. And, and then all the way up to a one-on-one -on -one coach that's going to be probably the most expensive option, but definitely going to give you the most one-on-one -on -one uh, you know, attention, attention. Mm -hmm. And then finally, your focus. So getting clear on the direction that you want to take being undivided in your intention for yourself, setting those intentions, being very clear, and then having your own back about that intention. So this is another one that it's really good to have the help of a coach to, I like your term of excavating those thoughts and mm -hmm. getting down there to see what's really in your soul. Is this a knee-jerk reaction to the job market or is there something that's been bubbling up for some time in you and now might be the best time to pursue that new field? Definitely. And I, I, I have found so often is that um, my clients are, they, they're in this focus of spinning, you know, like they, um, they think that there's something else I'm going to change to here because this isn't working out, but they, you know, all that does is dilute things. Um, you know, your, your talents out in the world. And if, if it stays, it keeps you in a, in a state of confusion, which doesn't move you forward, but it's so, interesting and um, actually fun to excavate a little bit and see if there's something else that could really excite you, inspire you to move forward. I think it makes a big difference. So yes, it does help to have somebody help you dive into some of those deep-seated beliefs and desires and look at them a little bit and, and see if there's something that, you know, might be more inspirational to you, or, you know, just may give you more energy around the, you know, around the situation. And, and I think your point about, you know, moving forward is such a good one, because I think if you're struggling to know what you're thinking around any of these things, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't think I'm thinking those things. Look at your results. If you're not moving forward in your job search or whatever your career related or life related goal is, if you have stalled out, if you're spinning and you're in the same place that you were a year ago or five years ago, whatever it is, this is a thought problem. You may think it's an, an action problem, but I promise you it's a thought problem. So really look at, do I have forward momentum in this area of my life to the degree that I want to have forward momentum? If I don't, then I want to, I want to get the expert help of somebody or something to look at what's going on there and what are my thoughts that are holding me back. That's the key to this, the whole success of this, achieving the goals that you want in your life. You know, if you've got thoughts and feelings that are holding you back, it's time to um, take a closer look at those and so, so that you can move forward and, and achieve the goals that you want. 
Well, this has been fantastic, Jane. I hope that the listeners have enjoyed eavesdropping on our our talk, our our um, coach geek out session. How yeah. can <laughs> how can listeners find you? Well, they can reach me at uh, my website and my email is jane at janespringer.com. Very simple. Um, I'm happy to do a strategy call, a free strategy call with anyone who is feeling stuck, is in confusion, uh, relationships, health, weight. And that is the best way to get in touch with me. And I am on Facebook. And I am on Instagram and you can find me at any of those places, but probably the best um, way to reach me is jane at janespringer.com and feel free to go look at my website. I've got a lot of free um, information, blog posts and and all out there for um, people to look at and get to know me a little better. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Jane. It's been a pleasure as always. And you guys take advantage of these, these resources that Jane has laid out for you. And also hopefully give some thought to whether you're getting the forward momentum that you desire in your career and in your life. And uh, if you think that either one of us can help you give us a, give us a jingle and we'll, uh, we'll work with you. Oh, Lisa, one more thing. I've, I've got a free gift for your, um, for your listeners. Oh, excellent. Tell us everything. Okay. So um, if you're feeling kind of in that um, state of depression here in the COVID life, um, I have a free thing that you can download and it's at janespringer.com forward slash feel better. And it's, you know, feel better, look better, um, look good, have more confidence in seven days. And it's the seven steps to feeling better. If you're just in that state right now, as many of us are, of feeling discouraged and, you know, kind of out of it and not good about yourself, that is one uh, resource. And another free resource is my Divinely Inspired Weight Loss Guide. And so you can reach that at janespringer.com forward slash gift. I know some people I've been working with and I throw myself into that category um, from being in this COVID situation and being at home all the time. Maybe you've picked up a few pounds that you don't really want. So (laughs) feel free to download that guide and uh, contact me and we'll talk about it. Sounds excellent. And I'll put those in the show notes as well. So you guys can find those links and I will see you guys next week. Take care. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Jane. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach. So be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.